Good morning, everyone. You open your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 9. You know, missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. And worship is because the Lord Jesus Christ is worthy of all our praise and all our glory for who he is and all he's done. And they sang a new song, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I learned and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And we all know it very well that the Lord Jesus Christ is so worthy. As he died on the cross for our sins, and when he was there, he bore the punishment for our sins. He absorbed the wrath of God upon himself so we might be saved. And this is an amazing love. We all know John 3.16. In Sodomy it goes, The love of God is amazing to us. And out of the outpouring of our hearts, we worship Him and we give our lives to Him and we serve Him every day. And this love that Jesus had, he paid it all, and he rose from the dead in victory, and he is at God's right hand. And he not only died for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. He is the atoning sacrifice, not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. And that includes all the people groups of the world. As it says here in Revelation 5, there's going to be someone from every tribe, every Language, every people, every nation before the throne, worshiping God and the Lamb. And as we sang these wonderful songs of giving glory to God, it is going to be so much more magnificent as all the people groups in their language and in their lifestyle, in their way, give glory to God. And it is just going to magnify Jesus Christ all the more. And that's the goal of missions, is bringing in more worshipers from all these people groups around the world. And um, I love your guys' heart for that. Here at Wyzetta Free, we are so grateful that for the past 17 years, you have loved us, encouraged us, prayed for us, supported us. And not only that, but a small group of people called the Sodomy. And... For that, we are so grateful. As you can imagine, living with them for 12 years, they have become our best friends and family. And so your love to us through them is uh, amazing, as you will see. The Sodomies, for 15 years, would hike over to the Itedi tribe, have someone write a letter, and ask for missionaries to come in. And... The Sodomies live 175 miles from any town, very remote. You can only get there by helicopter or for hiking for several days. And 
When we got the green light to go into Sotomay, uh, our leadership said, well, it's probably going to cost you about $15,000 to move in there. Do you think God wanted these people reached? It was not the next month, and there was an anonymous gift from someone here. Was that a free? That was just very much touched our hearts. So the Sodomies helped us build a house, and we began living amongst them and learning their language. And we, their net language had never been written down before, so we wrote everything phonetically. Had to break down the grammar, and then came up with an alphabet, a phonemic alphabet, and developed primers so we could teach them to read and write their own language. The whole goal of this is so they could read the precious word of God someday in their own heart language that speaks to them. They'd never held a pencil before. Um, we taught them to do straight lines and half circles and do all the strokes and then put the letters together. And today, they've run several literacy classes themselves and it's all indigenous and with teachers of their own doing it but all for the goal of having an indigenous Sotomay church that can read the word of God in the Sotomay language. So we lived among them, we worked with them, we sweat with them, became friends, and most of all, we grew to love them. And through your prayers, as you prayed for them, you adopted several people. It, it was a huge part of reaching them. Love and prayers is a huge connect combination to reach unreached people groups. The Sodomy's worldview was full of fear and manipulation, rituals of the evil spirits, uh, dead ancestors, and uh, you could go into, we studied the language for five years so we could clearly communicate the word of God to them. And we knew the only thing that would set them free was the gospel. So we started to teach them chronologically we started in Genesis and we started with who God is, what he's like, his attributes and his character. And we we met under this little thatch roof, taught four days a week and taught for three weeks and then let them get a break so they could go out to their gardens and hunt and fish and stuff because they're semi nomadic. But we started in Genesis and started off with who man is and sin and how Satan fights against God. Weaving the character of God through every story and showing that God is holy and righteous and he has a hatred of sin that must be punished. And yet in God's grace, he promised a redeemer and just weave that redemptive plan through all the Old Testament stories. And yet as they heard of these stories, we got up to the law and many of them were saying, we don't know what we're going to do about our sin. And that's where I went, yes, that's exactly where I want you. You can't do anything about your sin. You need a Savior. And so as we taught them chronologically through the Bible, they began to fear God and reverence him. And yet they saw that he was gracious and merciful and so they could respond to him. And they grew to um, see that God was providing a way. And as we got up into the Old Testament, uh, uh, through the Old Testament up into the New, they saw that Jesus was the Son of God with power, that he had power over the demons, over the evil spirits. He could heal the sick. He could raise the dead. And he was God. And then as Jesus laid down his life on Calvary and rose again, they could respond to him in faith 
and put their trust in him, just as God said in John 3. So this was a very, um, we reviewed a lot through all these stories to really emphasize these themes. The key being that the sinner must be taught to look away from themselves to Christ alone. He completed the work on Calvary, and there's nothing we have to do except put our trust in him and believe it. Jesus Christ finished the work completely, and he is the one that saves. And many of these, from old to young, understood it and put their trust in Christ. And there's 37 believers there today in this small church. Now, when we moved in, there was only 67 people in the whole language group. And you prayed and prayed and kept them alive physically. And your prayers are answered today. 37 of them are spiritually saved for eternity in heaven. We always pointed them back to the word of God. This is your foundation for truth. They lived in so many deception and lies and false teachings around the, the country there that they know that now their foundation is the word of God. And the light of the gospel has come to them. And they said before we were in darkness, but now we understand the truth. And now we understand. And so they are in Christ Jesus. And our term for in Christ is Wagiwanadi. It's a twin banana. And because, you see, sin separated us from God. And in Jesus Christ, he brought us back into that right relationship with with God through Jesus Christ. And so we're like that twin banana. We're one with Christ. And there's 37 believers today. So please pick up one out in the back there. This is your answer to all your prayers. And God has done amazing things. And glory be to him. You're going to see a video now that is just going to be a quick overview. Get some of their worldview and culture and just see one of my friends, Wole, how God brought him from darkness to light and saved him in an amazing way, along with the rest of these 37. And um, 31 of them stepped forward and were baptized and are doing very well. So continue to pray for this young church now that they grow in steps of grace as you and I do each day. The love of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel. The word of God set them free. What an amazing thing to witness. And may I say, respectfully say that I almost think it takes more faith for you guys back here to pray day after day, unseen with things so far away, and God answers prayers. Thank you so much. And the Sodomies told me to tell you why I'm going It's very good you helped us. And yet, the work of world evangelization is not done. When Jesus died on the cross, he said it's finished. And yet, evangelizing the whole world is not finished yet. The work of redemption is not finished yet. And so, as we look towards the world, all the missionaries that are out in all these countries, there's a lot of work to be done yet. 
And the whole purpose is for the glory of the Lord, that the nations would realize that Jesus Christ is Lord, that there is one true and living God. There is no other, and no one compares to him. And his love is amazing. And we need to take this to all the nations. And I'd like to give you a spiritual eye test today. The nations, a lot of people think, are countries, political countries. And the Bible speaks a lot about nations in the Old Testament and in the New. And Matthew twenty four fourteen says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world to the, all nations, and then the end will come. We'd all love to go to heaven. But the gospel needs to be preached to all the nations. And so, if we're followers of Jesus, do we see the world as he does? As you look at the country of Papua New Guinea, how do you see it? Do you see the nations? Well, the nations, the word nations in the New Testament, there is ethnos, ethno-linguistic people groups. Those are people groups. And so as you look at Papua New Guinea, there are over 800 different people groups, nations, if you will, with their own language and a shared culture and society. They are a distinct people group. We hike over the mountains 10 miles and there's a totally different language and culture and society, a different people group. So Iteri and Anu and Edam and the Myanmans, they are all nations. They're different people groups. And there's Sotomayor at the top there. And so you have all these nations in this little country. And you go over to Indonesia, and Indonesia has over 800 different language groups as well. Every nation is significant in God's eyes, because when Jesus died, he bore the wrath of God for the sins of the whole world. Everyone. It was complete, sufficient, once for all. Never has to be done again, because it was so perfect. And Christ is risen at God's right hand and he wants to bring in the nations to worship him. And so what is an unreached people group? An unreached people group is a people group that there are no Christians there. There is no church. There is no Bible. No one knows their language. This is a list from Wycliffe Bible Translators of all the nations that do not have the scriptures in their language. These are all people groups, language groups that have, they don't have a Bible. They don't have God's word. In unreached people groups, there are around the world and hundreds in Papua New Guinea I can vouch for. And I know there's hundreds in, us, in Indonesia that do not have the gospel. There is no one that can articulate the gospel to them. Nobody knows their language. And you see the culture behind all this. You just can't walk in there and start saying Jesus died for your sins. They will just add it on to all their animistic beliefs and uh, be very confused. And I implore you to pick an unreached people group and begin to pray for them. As you prayed for the Sodomies. Look, at you prayed for 14 years for the Sodomy Church. 
And now you look at it. And they're going to be in heaven, worshiping God before the Lamb and giving glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And yet the nations are not all reached. We have a lot of work yet to do. There are more people coming to Christ now, today, than ever before. And yet, there are still people in unreached places that do not have the gospel. And you know the parable our Lord Jesus told about the good shepherd. He loves the sheep, and yet he would go out for that one lost sheep and bring it back in. And that shows us God's heart, his priorities for these people groups that are unreached, just like the sodomy. The Anu people just north of us, they've been asking for missionary for a long, long time. And we told the Sodomies, this is, this word of God, it is life. And this is something you cannot put in your pocket and keep. You have to go reach the Anu people. And we need to pray the Lord of the harvest that the church around the world, the church of Jesus Christ around the world, will reach all these unreached people groups. Send people so they will learn their language, their culture, and understand them to present the word of God to them in a clear and understandable way and translate God's word. So as we consider this, how do we do this? Coca-Cola is so easily got around the world. There's 97% of the world has Coca-Cola. You can go out and Little villages way out in the middle of nowhere in PNG and get a Coke. But you cannot get a Bible. And they don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so as followers of Jesus Christ, let's be active in this world to go out for another people group and reach them. Get involved in the missionaries that are, are out in Mongolia and Poland and Peru, out in those outlying areas. Continue to pray for them. You are a huge part of it. The Church of Jesus Christ. Look at what your prayers accomplished. And let the marvels of God continue to thrill your heart. Let worship dominate your heart and your spirit and your life. And praise God for these guys. I love these songs they do up here. They are wonderful. And before the Lamb, we're going to have all these nations from all over the world singing praises to the Lamb because He is worthy. What a love that He would lay down His life for each one of us. What is the value of a soul? When people heard them, there's people groups in New Guinea that are 5,000, 10,000, 40,000 and we moved into a people group of 67 people. Today they are 124 And yet, in God's eyes, one soul is so valuable. God so loved the world that he died for everyone. Manasa was a guy that didn't know the trade language. He was off in the mountains going from bush camp to bush camp, and we hardly ever saw him. We're like, Lord, is he ever going to hear the gospel? And it was several years before we got done learning language and could translate the Bible and then start teaching. And... He came to the teaching and he sat there week after week. For six months we taught and he believed that Jesus is his Savior. And so you will meet him in heaven. May we give glory to God for that.
And yet, there are many unreached people groups out there waiting. And God is patient with us, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. And so, I challenge you to to pray. Continue to pray for these people groups and seek them out and get actively involved. I'd like to just end with a prayer from my co-translator, Yekwai. He's one of my best friends there, the dear brother who's giving his life to translate God's word. Father God, you are the one and only true God. You are the one who created everything in the sky and on the earth and all men and women. You watched over all people and the earth that you created. You had a big heart towards us sinners, so you sent Jesus down to this earth. You sent him for the purpose of helping us sinners with our debt of sin. This help from you is very good. Jesus came and took our place and had great pain before your word promised that this would happen. Jesus, when you came to this earth, you did a big work and you completely finished it. You died on the cross and rose again, and now you are with your Father, sitting in power at his right hand. Thank you. It is very good that you helped us. Strengthen our hearts to lift up your name all the time. It is good to pull your name like fire. I say to you, Jesus, it is good that you helped us. In Jesus' name, it is true.